Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Good morning. Hey, everybody. <laughs> so, uh, I believe this is like episode episode 12, podcast 12, number 12. Thank you for tuning in to Shockers and Cuss Words. Um, I don't know, do people count their fucking uh, episodes all throughout their podcasting? Do they always say like, this is podcast five, this is podcast six? This podcast, 1,077. I don't know if I'm going to fucking do that. Because <laughs> I'm already losing count. And I think I'm only on 12. So, um, this episode is the episode I have not been wanting to do. Um, a lot has changed since the last time I talked to you guys about um, children with special disabilities and uh, this online schooling. So, just to give you guys who don't follow me on uh, social media, just kind of a background, um, this is going to be the episode about my dog. (laughs) I know some of you guys are like, oh, episode about her dog, okay. Um, But for people who know me, they know that my dogs are like, like, my family members they're they're like a extension of our family unit of course um they aren't people so they don't have the same journey as we would expect a person to but they do have a very similar one I'm outside in the backyard um enjoying the fresh air California we had a huge uh, wildfire, so the air is starting to clear up. So I just wanted to get into this podcast because um, it's something that I told everybody I would do, and um, I'm going to do it. So this is about my dog Marshall, who um, we put him down, I believe uh, August 21st. It was a Friday. Um, So I just want to give you a little back history about Marshall because um, for some of you that know, he was an English bulldog. Um, I think people who are connected to their pets will get this because um, this was a very, I guess you could say, sad, sad period for us and my family. And this was very traumatic and... um, It was a whole grieving process, which since this podcast is based on daily activities, daily adventures, daily journeys of me and um, just my perspective of what's going on in the world, I wanted to address this. So um, Marsha was a bulldog, uh, English bulldog, and for many of you who... um, don't know about bulldogs. Bulldogs are um, usually full bred. Um, I haven't seen too many mixed bulldogs um, with other breeds, but um, we bought Marshall from a breeder. Um, We've raised a bulldog before, a bulldog named Rex, who we loved very much. Uh, He lived to be eight years. We bought him from a breeder out um, down in San Diego Um, and if you ever want to purchase a bulldog I would recommend that you go through them I believe his website is bigbulldogs.com Marshall um, and Rex had two very different journeys um, in this life they had two very different stories Rex was a very uh, healthy bulldog for the most part he didn't have to have any surgeries he um, lived till he was about seven and a half, almost eight. Uh, he was overweight, which um, I wish we would have 
kept better track on his weight. Um, but overall, he was a pretty healthy dog. He was an all-white bulldog. Um, he had one surgery. It was a gallbladder. Uh, they had to remove his gallbladder. And he was, you know, uh, a family dog that we lost um, basically natural causes. He <clears throat> just, I believe, got into heart failure like some of the bulldogs do because the way the bulldogs are bred, they're not really bred. They don't have, I guess, long lives, even though I have heard of people having bulldogs up to 10 to 12 to 14 years, even though um, I think their average lifespan is 8 to 9. So they are not like a, I guess you could say, a dog that will live 16 years possibly. Uh, You'd be lucky to maybe get 10 from a bulldog. So um, we love bulldogs in uh, our household. They're just, to me, they have personalities that you just don't see in other dogs. I know that sounds really kind of biased towards other dogs, and I'm not trying to be prejudiced towards other breeds, but a bulldog's personality, you can really see it. Um, Rex had a very independent personality, where Marshall did not. Um, I mean, I guess, you know, dog owners, I've had multiple dogs growing up. I've, um, have had tons of dogs as a kid. And I would say a bulldog is probably one of the most lovable dogs I've ever owned. So, um, to get into about Marshall... We got him from another breeder. Um, I guess you could say we were trying to save money. (laughs) Because if you're going to get a bulldog, you're probably going to spend anywhere from $3,000 to $5,000. Depending on the breeder, the references of the breeder, the quality of the breeder. Um, And, you know... um, we decided to, I don't know why we decided to find another breeder, I guess, because we were trying to save money. Um, so we decided when it was our time to get another dog after uh, Rex passed that we wanted to get a different bulldog um, that was a little different. Um, like, we didn't want another white bulldog. We wanted to try to get a brown bulldog. So we were on the market searching for bulldogs. We found Marshall. Um, I'm not trying to put like blame on the breeder. I'm not trying to put blame on anybody um, with this, but I'm just trying to give you Marshall's background. So we got Marshall when he was about six weeks old, which now that I think about it, and back then I felt he was too young to be separated too, but, um, you know, the breeder said it was fine, but Marshall would always try to nurse, uh, when you were holding him, he just did not seem ready. So, um, we got him about six weeks old, um, he was the cutest little pup ever, super sweet, I'm really going to try not to cry, (laughs) during this podcast, but it is going to be extremely hard for me because, um, I really love my animals. Um, and like I said, they're definitely like a little extension of my family. So, um, he was obviously just the cutest little brown bulldog I've ever seen. Um, super cute. He had the little pot belly, just extremely lovable. But, um, we took care of him. I would say probably we got Marshall in February. Uh, when he became about maybe five months, um, we noticed that he started to have some like fur problems. 
So um, we took him to the vet. He got diagnosed with mange. <laughs> so we did the whole mange treatment and uh, Marshall's mange cleared up. We didn't have any problems. And um, we continued to love him for probably about, I don't know, a few more months went by and Marshall developed uh, cherry bomb or cherry ear or cherry, no, cherry, cherry eye. So we took him back to the vet had the cherry eye remo- removed. Um, we decided for some reason, can't remember what we decided, but um, that we didn't like that vet. So um, after he had the surgery, uh, we switched vets. Um, a few months went by. Marsha was doing good. Uh, Cherry Eye definitely improved. Um, Then a few months went by again. We noticed that he started having a hard time eating. Um, Like he, it was like he couldn't swallow his food all the way. He started to lose a lot of weight. Um, He just wasn't looking like the chubby bulldog pup that he was so you know we went and took him to the vet um first they treated it as like an illness maybe he was sick um maybe it was um related to you know like some kind of stomach virus we did the whole you know whatever took him back home he kind of improved a little bit but then we noticed that he still wasn't improving that well took him back to the vet this new vet who we seemed to like for the most part took him back to the vet he was still kind of like foaming out of the mouth um just not looking very good so then we did a whole bunch of uh x-rays on him on his neck found out that he had a very narrow like trachea um and then most bulldogs have a elongated palate that's why they have the you know um hard time breathing uh they can't breathe through their nose so then if you're also having oral airway issues related to your mouth and your throat as a bulldog you know you're definitely having a hard time breathing so we decided to do an elongated palate repair for him. There was nothing we could do about the narrow trachea. Basically, he was just going to have to live with it. You know, um, if he lived, he lived. If he, you know, didn't, he didn't. It's kind of the perspective that we got from the vet. But we decided to do the elongated palate repair. Um, and I would say about that time is when I started to feel that Marshall's life with us wasn't going to be as long as it was with Rex. And it was like a feeling that I got probably within that time frame. That I knew that at that moment, I kind of knew that the breeder probably didn't check like the history of the dogs that she bred with or it was just multiple genetic issues because mange is a genetic issue uh, with also allergies contributed to it Um, and it was just a multiple things so I kind of knew that um, Marshall's life was probably going to be shortened I didn't think it was going to be shortened to the lifespan that it was shortened to of the only three and a half years but I just kind of had a feeling that he wasn't going to be as healthy as Rex was and I guess this is the point where some people decide to maybe you know it's time to place the dog with like a rescue or do other means but um for me and my husband, 
and my family, like, this dog was our family. So we would never just give him up or um, decide that we couldn't handle it financially or emotionally. So if you are thinking about getting a bulldog, please, please, please do your research. Be prepared to spend a lot of fucking money purchasing the dog, paying for vet bills, and all that. Um, so we did the elongated palate repair. Marshall seemed to adjust fine when he got home with us. Um, he healed. And I would say within probably a year or a few months, he developed inotropin, which was, um, I think that's how you say inotropin. Oh, yeah. It's basically where not the aisle that had the cherry bomb removed or cherry whatever it is cherry eye removed but on the other eye it's basically when the eyelid goes into the eye and I noticed he was like rubbing his face he was doing all these weird things and um I took him to the vet and I was thinking like his eye looks weird like it looks swollen is it like an infection and the vet said no, that he developed this inotropin that he would have to have that surgically repaired too. So Marshall has had quite the few surgeries. So um, we decided to do the surgery because we love our dogs very much. And his eye was getting all these eye boogers. He just wasn't looking good. I mean, thank goodness he was doing better with the airway. He was able to hold his food down. He was able to do um, eat. He gained his weight back, so he was looking very healthy. Um, So we did the surgery repair, but his eye continued to get like kind of like eye infections and um, he had like eye ulcers and there were times that you would look at his eye and it would look very gray. Um, people often ask me, oh, like what was wrong with his eye? And it would look messed up um, after he had the surgery. And I came to the point that um, after talking to the vet, like my other option was to remove his eyeball. And I was like, I still think he can see out of that eye because, you know, I would do little, you know, testing, eye testing, I test my fucking bulldog, because, you know, (laughs) and just the thought of taking out his eyeball, like, I didn't care about the eye boogers, I didn't care that his eye looked like shit, like, I could clean it, I could wipe him down, do you know what I mean, like, I wasn't going to remove his eye, because possibly he could see, um, unfortunately, I feel like a lot of time with vets, you know, probably how nurses and doctors are, we come, become very insensitive sometimes, um, because we see it routinely, routinely, routinely. And I know there's thousands of dogs who need home and there's also kind of like a stigma, like, why didn't you get a shelter pup? Why didn't you get a dog who needed a home, um, who might be, you know, put down instead you know, you get a bulldog who's a rough breed uh, to take care of uh, that's very expensive. And a part of me wants to get a shelter dog, like a rescue, because I love animals and I don't want to see a dog suffer in a shelter put down who doesn't need to be. But um, we love bulldogs. Um, is basically why we get bulldogs is because we love them. They're, to me, I just love them. I, my husband loves them. They're super sweet. Um, there's probably like an 80 cent, 80, 80, I would say like an 88% chance I might get another fucking bulldog. Like that's how bad it is. Um, I love them. 
they're just sweet. I absolutely love them. It's like, um, you know, I, I don't know if maybe a bulldog was at the shelter, maybe I'd get one, but you don't really see them that much. Um, so I decided I'm not taking out his eyeball. We're going to keep him, you know, going. So, uh, Marshall did good for probably, you know, after that surgery, he did good. Um, I would say maybe like a year went by after that. Um, we decided to get him fixed because, you know, now that he's had every fucking surgery there is, we better get this damn dog fixed. We don't want him, you know, getting out and getting somebody pregnant, <laughs> though I doubt he could, but, uh, we got him fixed. Um, he put some weight on him. He was doing good. And we loved him very much. And we just loved that little dude. And he was super sweet. And probably about um, in April or May of this year, 2020, I would say maybe more like May or April, we noticed that he was having like really bad what we thought were skin allergies or dog yeast infections or just dog eczema like we didn't know what it was but all we knew is it was fucking him up um so we started taking him to the vet again I mean, I don't even calculate how much money we've spent on Marshall. Um, I never have sat down and, like, added it all up. Um, To me, it doesn't matter. Because it was worth every dollar. Which, I'm a very frugal person. And uh, if you know me, you know that... um, it's really hard for me to spend like $50 on a pair of jeans (laughs) shoes I probably could but um there's just certain shit I can't spend a lot of money on like um the fig scrubs like $100 for a pair of scrubs I'm sorry to like everybody who wears figs I'm sure they're super fucking comfortable but um yeah I don't think I'm ever doing that unless I find them at Ross or like Marshall's like I'm just they look cute and everything, and I love them, but I'm not spending that much amount of money. Like, that's just the way I am. Like, there's certain shit I just can't spend a lot of money on, and that's just, I think, the way that I was raised, the way um, I was brought up. Like, even, like, oh, God, when people talk about spending, like, VIP, unless it's, like, a super great event, like... I'm sorry, this bitch can stand. Like, (laughs) I mean, I'm just not spending $350 on a bottle I could buy at fucking Lucky's for like 50 bucks or Costco for like 100. Like, I'm sorry, I can't. I've always been like that. Um, It's probably gotten worse with age, but that's just the way I am. But for my dogs, it doesn't matter. Like, there's no limit. <laughs> so, uh, we got him fixed. He was, you know, doing good. And then probably we started to notice his skin was fucked up. So we take him down to the vet. And, you know, and I'm just feeding him the dry food that I've always fed him. Um, I'm just, you know taking care of him like I've always taken care of him and then they're telling me it's like skin issues and I'm thinking okay well he did have mange so we do all these testing he gets pumped with like all these shots of like anti-inflammatories fucking antihistamines just like allergy meds um you know uh He's taking, like, antibiotics. So we do that. Do that cycle. It's not going away. 
Um, and it doesn't even look like it's getting better. It looks like it's fucking getting worse. So now I'm fucking pissed because like me, you know, I'm mama bear regardless. My kids, my husband, my dogs, like what the fuck, you know, you guys need to tell us something. So, um, take him back to the vet, same fucking song is bacterial infection. Is this, is that blah, blah. Okay, well, when he had mange, it cleared up fine. Um, Any other infection he's had, you know, cleared up fine with antibiotics. Marshall was known for getting chronic ear infections, too, which is another thing that he was always uh, getting ear washed. Um, You know, just a lot of ear cleaning. He would get yeast in his ear. He would get, like, a... nasty smell. Bruno the pug would lick his ear. I mean, the dog was a hot mess. So, um, I'm doing all this for the dog. I'm like researching, you know, what people on the internet are saying about bulldogs, you know, because with Rex, Rex had problems, but not nothing like this. No, I mean, he was nasty, but nothing like how Marshall was looking. So then I hear, put him on a salmon diet. Uh, bulldogs should be on a salmon diet because they need more omega. You know, give them fish oil. Give them coconut oil. Do all this fucking shit. So I'm like, you know, reading all these bulldog breeders, you know, what they say about skin allergies. And I'm looking at the at the skin versus looking at Marshall. And I'm like, his shit does not look like that. Like, he looks way worse than any of this shit. And I'm like looking for the worst picks. Take him back to the vet. Same thing. Starting back on antibiotics. Stand back on this. Do that. Do that. Do this. So then I'm thinking, is it mange? Is You know, because it's not going away. And he's already been on months of antibiotics. And it seems like it will clear up, but it won't fully go away. So then we take him to another vet. Because the first vet wanted me to do an allergy test on the dog. And I'm like, I mean, maybe I should, but for, and by then I've already spent hella money. <clears throat> but do I really want to spend $700 on an allergy test? And it doesn't even look like it's allergies. Like, it looks like something else. So I take him to another vet, put some on mites medication. And then um, he gets on the mites medication, and then I notice that he develops kind of like a, mm, it kind of looked like a cyst on the back of his paw, uh, the back leg, but almost like maybe he had too much fluid in there, or like his skin was so inflamed, I couldn't really tell like what it was. Everybody's saying it's probably allergies. His skin's inflamed. Put him on the mites medication. Well, during the mites medication, the doctor didn't test to see if um, he was even having mites. Um, And then also, the mites medication is very toxic to dogs sometimes. So, one night, Marshall had, like, basically neurological dysfunction, where he looked like he was having a stroke. And, um... I see my dog and he's like wobbling, <laughs> his tongue sticking out, <laughs> like to the side. So me, <clears throat> I'm like, what the fuck? He looks like he's dying. I mean, he looked like he was fucking stroking out. It was the craziest shit I've ever seen. Um, any of my dogs do. And so I fucking rush him to the emergency room, doggy ER. <laughs> Right there, it's, you know, um, you know, are they going to resuscitate him if he doesn't uh, pull through? We decide no. I don't want them to, like, pump my dog's chest. (laughs) You know, come on, people, let's be realistic. What, am I going to put him on a dog event? I mean, I guess so they would do that so maybe people could come and say goodbye to them, but... No, you know, I don't, I don't know why they would resuscitate a dog, but I don't know. I mean, if somebody could explain that logic to me, please do. 
but yeah, I would not want anybody pumping my dog's chest. Sorry. Um, so I'm actually, yeah, no, uh, we'll make him a DNR. He ends up staying there all day. I told him, look, he has this tumor still on the back of his leg. Like, what the fuck is it? Can you biopsy it? Like, I need to find out, like, is it cancer? Like, what is this shit? Because everything we've done, it's not getting better. And by now I'm looking up dog cancers because I'm like, okay, it's not fucking allergies. It's not mites. What other skin issues do dogs have? If it's not yeast, it's not bacteria, it's not mites. Is it cancer? I mean, that's just me as a medical professional. I'm like, you know, I feel like we eliminated all this simple shit. So what else is there? You know? So, um, you know, we're, I'm Googling shit, fucking doggy researching a whole bunch of shit. And, um, I started to come to the conclusion because then he started developing like more lumps just within like a few days that most likely it was some form of cancer. So this is what I'm thinking in the back of my mind before I'm even like telling my family. So I'm like, okay, you know, possibly it could be, I don't know, you know, I hope it's not, blah, blah, blah take him to this other vet the vet's like uh we tried to biopsy his back leg uh we had to abort the mission (laughs) because it was bleeding too much so right there I knew it wasn't fluid you know it was something else she said well maybe he's allergic to uh fleas and we did all kinds of fucking bullshit you know by then he's like throwing up the neurological dysfunctions are starting to clear uh, we kind of put him on like this treatment plan. She's still saying she thinks it's allergies. I told her the whole fucking background about the allergy thing, blah, blah, blah. She's saying, well, I want you to see a dermatologist and all this shit. But then she couldn't recommend a dermatologist for me to see for him. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like people, I don't think this is allergies. So probably about, um, you know, and I don't even know what other vet to take him to because by then I'm just like, you know, like she couldn't recommend a vet because she didn't want to give me a bad reference. I'm like, you're a fucking veterinarian. You should be able to be like, if somebody asks me, you know, oh, do you think that doctor's good? I mean, I can say, you know, from what I've heard, yeah, you know, like, or, you know, well, depending on the situation, you know, and your circumstances, if you don't feel like you like this doctor, then here's a list of five others you go visit. Do you know, like, I'm like, this is your profession is to specialize in fucking animals and you can't tell me a fucking veterinarian that might be able to help me with my dog, you know, so I was kind of annoyed with her, but whatever. Um, took him back in two weeks because we put him on a treatment plan because, you know, everybody thinks it's fucking allergies. So we put him on a treatment plan and, um, nothing was working. By then he had more fucking lumps. I took him back and I'm like, he has more lumps. Um, and she's like, yes, this is very concerning, blah, blah. So then one day, this is why I say like, I feel like people need to really watch their surroundings, Um, not in a bad way, but just people are placed in your life, even if it's just for like a moment, for reasons, um, for lessons. Um, So one day I'm at work and I'm taking care of um, a patient and we start talking about you know, animals and stuff. And she tells me that she's, you know, um, in that field, she's, you know, I don't want to give too much information about the patient, but she's, you know, in that field and she can refer me 
to a vet. This is great. So I'm telling her about Marshall, all the shit I went through with him. And um, she's like, I can, you know, refer you to a vet. And I'm like, great. So she refers me to a vet. I take him down to the vet. Um, get a consult. He looks at him and he's like, I don't think this is allergies. <laughs> um, by then he has like three lumps. They went on the neck, kind of like where your lympho lymph nodes would be um one on the back of his leg um no two on the back of his leg uh one on each leg and he's like um every lump or tumor or cyst whatever they are that I feel on him I'm going to do a full assessment um I didn't even know about the one on the neck honestly I only knew about the two on the legs but I wasn't just Marshall's skin was like all scabs it was horrible um and it was just flaky and extremely dry looking he was like I'm gonna remove them whatever lump that I think I can remove I'm gonna remove it so I'm like okay and he's like and then we'll send it to the lab and find out if it's cancerous I'm like okay and he's like it doesn't look very good so I'm like okay so by this time, I'm already researching shit like best dog food for dogs that are on f- fucking cancer. And then I come across the raw food diet. And I do feel, honestly, in my heart, that the foods that we're feeding our dogs are so fucked up after watching multiple videos about it, after reading about it, after researching about it. I say if you can afford to put your dog on a raw dog food diet, that you should do it. Um, unfortunately, the dog that we have now, the pug, he doesn't like it. <laughs> I've tried giving him raw food, um, even raw dry dog food he'll sometimes eat. But just reading about how many dogs get cancer at such young ages... If you love your pet, like really, really want to see the best for your dog, I would definitely look into a raw food diet. I will be honest with you, it is expensive. You can make your own. You can buy it already made, um, you know, dry freezed or freezer freeze, whatever. Um, But just reading about it and just you know it making sense like this makes so much sense so by this time I have Marshall on like a raw food diet I'm really trying to incorporate it with his food um I'm giving him Immunity medications for dogs, you know, like uh, Life Gold, which I found on Amazon, which I feel like probably prolonged his life, probably helped um, as much as it could. And I would say about a week and a half we got the results back that it came back cancer and when the vet called me by then I was already convinced that it was cancer just because nothing else made sense so I kind of knew it like and my husband like knew it too but I was praying that it wasn't So, um, he recommended that I take him to a cancer specialist, you know, because it's not allergies. He tested for lymphoma. I honestly don't think that he had lymphoma. Uh, maybe he had lymphoma, but the tumors to me look like mast cell tumors. So, um, that's my personal opinion. And just by the rate that they were coming in, but 
I don't know. So Marshall's now on the natural um, grass-fed beef <laughs> with uh, dry, uh, freeze, raw dog food mixed in there. I mean, his food was costing like, you know, a lot of money. I would put blueberries in there, a little bit of flaxseed. Um, I followed, I think it was Dr. Marvy, Dr. Harvey or Marvy, I uh, was reading stuff he was putting out, um, Dog's Natural Magazine. I joined their support group <laughs> on Facebook because, you know, why the fuck not? I got to find out, you know, how I can help my dog. You know, he was on CBD. I mean, but we knew... We didn't want to put him through chemo. And uh, I think about this because I feel like I took him to the cancer specialist. And I honestly don't know why I took him there. Because I already had my, my thought process was already determined. That I wasn't going to put him on chemo. And I would say the family kind of already decided too. But I would say the veterinarian validated it. When I went there, I mean, because of the whole pandemic, it was very closed. You know, you couldn't go in with your dog. Um, How most of the vets were over here, except for the one who removed the tumor. He was the only vet who was like, no, you could come inside with your dog. Which in all honesty... um, I know COVID, we're supposed to be social distancing and stuff, but I needed some kind of interpersonal besides the vet calling me on the phone while I'm in the parking lot. And I go to the cancer specialist, and it was kind of like the same thing. You're in the parking lot. You Obviously, your dog has cancer or else you wouldn't be here. And um, it was just very inter. I don't know. It just, you know, it was just like, well, we can start this. And she want to keep the ball rolling and keep, you know, keep me in. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, wait, how much is this going to cost me, first of all? And even though cost wasn't a factor, but still, if you're trying to get like a doggy ultrasound and do all this stuff to like save a dog's life, um, you need to like kind of give people like a cost. Um, and, you know, but it was kind of like, I felt like they just want to keep the ball rolling, like the endless money pit. It's kind of like how I felt when I went there. Um, and I was like, okay, so we do this and how long is he going to live? And she's like, well, well, maybe a year. Okay, and if I don't do treatment, how long will he live? And it's like, you know, four to eight weeks. And I'll be honest, like, I think Marshall probably could have lived another five to six months. Um, Because he had so much fight in him, but he just looked absolutely horrible towards the end. Um... And a part of me wishes maybe he just didn't look so bad because I would have probably kept him alive another as long as he could. But, um, so this is the point where it starts to get fucking real. And, uh, I bring him back home and it's like, you just know, like, He's not going to get better. You know, I'm hoping he's going to give him the fucking raw dog fucking food. I'm doing, you know, whatever I can. Fucking putting ointments on him. Just, you know, whatever. Um, And I would say probably within two weeks, maybe a week and a half after the cancer specialist, he just really just had multiple, multiple, multiple bumps, lumps just bleeding just everywhere the one on the back of his leg came back um like we never even took it out it was crazy um and it just got to the point where he 
just was suffering. Like, um, I think I was in denial because at the time when my husband was like, we need to like get real and we can't let him suffer like this anymore. There was like a big part of me that was like not ready to hear it, but I knew I had to hear it because I mean, I would hug him, I would kiss him, I would whatever, and I would literally have blood all over me, but it didn't matter, like, that was, I was just hoping that something would change, and it never did, it never got better, and then, um, my husband said, like, we need to put him down, and I was like, oh, God, and... A part of me didn't want to be there, but I'm very happy I was. Um, and by then, Marshall barely wanted to move. He barely wanted to walk. And this was a pup that was extremely playful, extremely lovable, always wanted attention, always wanted you to kiss and love him. And by then, it looked like when you touched him, he was in pain. Um, anytime a visitor would come over, he would run to the visitor. He was super excited when he would see, like, um, my daughter's boyfriend, my son's girlfriend. Like, he loved seeing people who didn't live outside of the home and, um, um, who did live outside of the home. Like, he would get so excited when we had guests over and he, this time he just would kind of shake his head, maybe try to wiggle his little tail, but he just was suffering. So we decided to um, make a date. Um, the kids were here at the house. Um, people came and visited him the <laughs> night before. A few of my son's friends um, visited him the night before. Um... Because Marshall was very loved. I mean, all everybody loved him. He was an amazing dog. Um, and uh, it was really hard. It was hard. The kids were crying. Um, I was crying literally the whole week. I mean, I couldn't even look at him that day. It was hard. I mean, I cried and cried with him, but... You know, I felt like in some ways maybe he thought I betrayed him. Just a lot of emotion about it because he was my baby. That was my baby Marshall. And a little back history about Marshall was um, my husband always joked about getting me pregnant (laughs) I had my tubes tied like you're not getting another baby out of me there's no way I'm having another baby um first of all I'm fucking in my 40s um but back then you know um and also because of my heart I just to me I'm scared to do it so the answer was always a hard no (laughs) sorry love you but no. So Marshall was kind of like our, you know, baby. So um, I always called him Baby Marshall. So um, that was probably way harder than I thought with putting him down. Um, You know, I hear people say they put their dogs down, and I think, oh, God, how horrible. But that was probably one of the hardest, hardest things I've ever had to do. Um, And for the most part, I felt like he needed to rest. His body was hurting so bad. But just actually doing it was so so sad um and I 
been getting through this time by journaling. Uh, I wrote a lot of poems for him. Reflecting on it. Um, Just letting him know that I loved him very much. So, I think that I wanted to tell his story because there's tons of people who love their animals and their dogs and their cats and whatever it is that soft spot soft spot in your heart that you have for a pet like it's horrible to lose them and um yeah i mean it's just something that is horrible And I really just wanted to tell his story because um, I feel like it was a lesson. If I do get another bulldog, I'm definitely putting them on a raw dog food diet. Um, Definitely will spend the money for a more reliable breeder. Um, But I also wanted to put like a warning out to people because having the bulldogs, having the Frenchies, having the purebreds is very hard um, financially, emotionally just they come with a lot of um, almost like they come with a lot of problems and we all love them so very much but they are harder dogs to take care of So I just want people to please research before they go down that road of loving a bulldog. Because sometimes they break your heart. Not intentionally, but just because of their breed. The garbage truck is now making its way because I'm outside in my backyard. So I just want to thank you guys for listening to Chakras and Cuss Words and... um, for all the support um definitely still going through my spiritual journey um I don't want to do a COVID update on this episode I'll probably do one um maybe on Friday and it's going to be more just COVID so if you want to tune into that you can um just how the county's going and stuff like that So everybody have a great day and take care. Thank you for listening to Chakras and Cuss Words and follow me on Chakras period Cuss Words on Instagram. (laughs) I only have 20 followers, but those 20 followers, thank you so much for the support. And sometimes it's just so amazing that people see like, the small little aspects of what you're trying to do just you know to help um, contribute to life journeys and processes and people get it you know Um, and I just want to thank everybody who's been a supporter have a great day bye